we're in the middle of Shmona Esrei, gentlemen. <laughs> Hopefully we're not in the middle totally, but... So, uh, it's fascinating how we got into it because of the importance of the order of the Megillah, that you can't uh, read it out of order. So we got into other things, and so we mentioned the importance of the order of the Shmona Esrei. And so therefore the Gemara was going through how one thing leads to another and the importance of it being in that order. Um, and when you look at it, that again, it all makes sense, but it just sometimes never occurs to you where, how we got there. So we're in the middle of that. Let's go to the bottom line on 17b, Yud Zayin Amid Beis. And Kivin Shenivni Yushalayim. So we're on the brach of Eli Yushalayim. We've worked out the order until there in Shemona Esrei. And the Shemona Esrei, we're going to the stages of what we hope for, which is the... Um, you know, society, when everything gets fixed and we have kibbutz Goliath and we have judgment and we have the tzaddikim and the converts and all the good stuff. So then we said, once Yushalayim gets built, Ba David. This idea, even the question that we had was that there's Mashiach is the one who's going to lead to do tshuva. So it doesn't mean that uh, Mashiach ben David will be already, but here we mean the king. It means that we'll get Malchus, we'll get a formal leadership. Um, uh, that's, that won't happen until we're in our capital city, and then David Amelech is the one who's going to be the king in Yerushalayim. Ba David. Shinamar, as it says on the top of the page, Achar Yeshuvah b'nei Yisrael, obikshu es Hashem, that's David Malchum. The, uh, once we are settled, then uh, we seek our leader, David Amelech. The Kivin Shabbat David. Now, once David is here, what's next? Kivin Shabbat David, Batfila. That's where we get Shomei Tefillah. Because David HaMelech is the one who gave us Tefillah, who, who, who through Tehillim and through his davening, he showed us how to connect to Hashem. More the, the power of David, um, I think we get confused because he was a powerful warrior. We forget that his real power was in Tefillah, you know, the, in prayer. And so once the Shinamar, as it says, Behaviyosim Aharakachi, Samakti Evetilasi, um, that uh, David Amelech set up the base of English because he was the one who set up the house of Tefillah. The Kivin Shabbat Tefillah. Now, once we get Tefillah, what comes with that? Ba Avoda. Right? Because Avoda is Tefillah, but the Avoda and the base of They are intertwined. Shinamra, Olosechem, Zivkeflin, Ratzanam, Mizbichi. Kivin Shabbat Avoda. Now, when it comes to Avoda, Ba Toda. Uh, part of the, the Avoda is the Thanksgiving offering. Uh, but that itself is part of the uh, uh, part of what you do in the Beis Hamikdash is you give thanks, uh, separate from the Thanksgiving offering. Just the idea that you do a sh- you you shenemer zobek toda yikabdu. That's but you you do a shtachave. You you bow and you. That's part of Thanksgiving. That's done in the Beis Hamikdash. So now the Lord has a, a new question though. How does Birchas Kohanim fit into all this? So why is Birchas Kohanim after the Hodah? Um, it's a, uh, you see over there that the bracha that, uh, that Birchas Kohanim is in the middle of the Avoda. Um, and so since we do the, uh, we're, uh, but we're saying that it's after the Hodah, it's after the Korban because the Birkas Kohanim is in the middle of the Karbanas. 
So the Morris said, maybe it should be before the Karbanos instead of after. Eimekodem avoda. In other words, uh, it, uh, the Morris said, lo so kadag. You see, the yerid me'astos, after you do the chatos, then you bench the people. So then the Gemara says, Miksiv lasos me'asos ksiv. Um, it doesn't say to do the avoda. It says after he did the avoda. Um, so, that's, uh, so you see that Birkas Kohanim comes after the avoda. After we connect to Hashem uh, with the avoda, then we're ready for Birkas Kohanim. I have a lamer achar avoda. So it should be after all of the avoda. The more said, lo so kadag zovek toda. It's kind of in the middle, Birchus Kohanim, in the middle of the Avoda. It's after the Modim, um, and uh, it's before we finish the Bracha of Avoda. So, my Chazes, some Chesahai, some we had two sets of Psukim. The more I said, Mestavra, Avoda, Vahuda, Chad Milsahi. Avoda and Hoda are really one thing. And so, therefore, it comes after the Avoda and the Hoda. The Hoda includes the Avoda of the Thanksgiving offering, and apparently, the when you connect to Hashem, the next thing that happens is you're thankful. In other words, when you feel Hashem's presence and you're aware of all of His kindness, so then Hodah comes naturally, and then that's the place for Birkas Kohanim. Umay Roilom or Sim Shalom, why is Sim Shalom after Birkas Kohanim? It says, after Birkas Kohanim, the Kohanim are just the conduit for Hashem to bench Klaus Yisrael with Shalom. So, since we have Birchus Kohanim, of course we have Sholem. Shinemar Hashem Yivorachisamu Basholem. So, everything is hunky dory. Uh, we've worked out all the, uh, the 19 brachas. Ay, Vikima Acha, Nameya, Vesim, Zakenim, Mehem, Kam, Nevi'im, Tikno, Twila, Alaseder, Shimon, Hepikuli, Mai, Histir. What did we need? Uh, if you had the Anshek Nesses Hagdola, who were the greatest of the great, um, it's almost like our all-star team. It was like the, it was the best of the best. You had the Nevi'im, and you had the, 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 the really the, the greatest leaders from all of Klau Yisrael were there. And they did the Shmon Esrei. So where was Shimon the cotton picker? What was he doing there? Uh, so my Shimon Avakun, my Histir. So what, what, why does he get the credit for arranging it? So the Gemara answers, you're right. Really, the Anshek Nesagdola, they made the sitter. They figured it all out. But, Shachum, it became forgotten. The Chosev Isidrum. And they, Shimon uh, Hapikuli fixed it. Even today, they, uh, when they write new Sidurim, they try to fix mistakes that have crept in. Uh, uh, when they do the art scroll and when they do the... Uh, there are minor nuances that have snuck in or that have come over the years with uh, various printing errors and... Uh, uh, mix, uh, mixes, uh, mistakes. Sometimes they're minor and sometimes they're more, but that over time, especially if it was done by heart, people were a little confused and Shimon Hapikuli went and uh, officially resolved those issues. Uh, okay, so fine, that's the, uh, that's the official order of our Tfilis. Now, what about if you feel like you're missing something? Yudavin Shimon Esrei, and uh, you want to do more. <laughs> we just got some thunder. Okay. Don't do any more. Better not. <laughs> right? So then, Once you did Shmon Esrei, how don't you dare say praise of a Kodesh Borchu? What's wrong with that? The Omer of Elozer, might exceed me a Malagwurst Hashem, Yashmiya Koti Laso. What is it? That's a Pasik. 
uh, who is who can say the praises of Hashem? Somebody who could say all of Hashem's praises. Well, guess what? You can't say all of Hashem's praises. Let's see Rashi. Rashi's uh, Rashi kind of uh, makes it a little less over here. He says asilasapir bracha. You can't make a new bracha. Sounds like from Rashi, if you want to say praises, you could. Uh, next Rashi, two lines from the top. La Mishi Yochel, the Ain Mishi Yochel. So you have to know that. I, I read that when I was reading the Mora. But you, when it says, who can do it? The one who can say all Hashem's praises. Well, guess what? There is no, nobody like that. Uh, in other words, it's an arrogance. If you think that you're the one who can, can decide Hashem's praises, well, who elected you? <laughs> you know, or, or who do you think you are that you are so brilliant that you know all of the values of Hashem? Let's finish that, Rashi. So if you add, the reason why it's Asir is because it's an arrogance. It's saying like you really know. You know, you're the, you're the expert to know exactly all the praises of Hashem. So doing that itself is, is incorrect. But the praises in the Shemona Esrei, okay, that's, that's what we've been given. If you overdo it, you're pulled out of the world. You'll be absorbed, swallowed up. It's, it's interesting. I would have thought that's not the worst problem, uh, but uh, it doesn't sound like we want people to overdo it. Uh, some, uh, it says, for you, Duma, uh, be a Duma, be a, du- be a dummy, a Dumia. A Dumia is like a dummy, you'd be quiet. That's your praise. The best thing in life is sometimes to keep your mouth closed. If a word you got to pay a seller for, for no words, you got to pay double. Uh, meaning that, believe it or not, being quiet and not saying uh, something is many, many times more value than opening your mouth and speaking, as, as harsh as that sounds. Uh, it's interesting like that, uh, that it, it should be like that. But even in prayer, sometimes it's better not to say. Let's see Rashi. Sama de Kula Mishtuka. The best medicine is to be quiet. The best of all medicines, the best advice is to work on not talking too much. That's what dumia means, be a dummy. You know, it's better to not say too much. If you want to spend money trying to say words, better uh, uh, pay more to be quiet. Is this talking about just specifically related to Shmona Esrei? In general, if you're talking about Hashem. In other words, do you not want to use an adjective to describe Hashem ever? Um, so I think Rashi kind of, um, when Rashi said, you're not allowed to add praises to add a new bracha. Okay. Okay. But if you want to add, you know, uh, uh, within a bracha or within a, it sounds like it's okay, like, but to come and add a new bracha that... Uh, you can do better. You want to add a new chapter. Like <laughs> adding sick people's names for Pula. That's okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But uh, 
But overall, the Gemara is saying, well, if, if 19 brachas are good, maybe 20 is even better. No, no, no. We have the Anshik Nesado, they thought of it all. Um, sometimes it's fun when you think of something new and then you say, well, wait a second, where is that? You know, and so then you go back and you look like, you know, like, um, so let's say like, uh, it talks about refua. Does that include mental health? Is that, would that be in this Pasuk or would that be in that? Like, you sometimes look and see like where is the best place to put this thing, which I never thought about, but with the way we view it is that since it was written with Ruach HaKodesh, it means that there's place there for the tefillah, uh, for that situation. That's the, everything. Everything, yeah. yeah that's, the, that's the basic idea. Okay. So we get back to the Gemara, back to the Megillah, uh, three lines down from the bottom, three, uh, from three wide lines down. Kor Alpah. We said if you read the Megillah by heart, not from the Megillah, that's no good. Menalan, where do you know that from? Oh, Amar Ravo says, Zekir, Zekir, Ksiv HaChav HaYami Me'elin Nizkarev, Ksiv HaSem, Kasev Zos B'Zikarin B'Sefer. That's talking about the reading about the Amolek. My Lahalan B'Sefer, you've got to read the Amolek from the Torah, Afkan B'Sefer. Here also, the Megillah has to be from the book. You can't read it uh, by heart. Oh, my, the Haizkira Kriya, how do you know it means uh, reading with words? Dilma Iyan Bayama, maybe you read like you read a book. The Morris says, Lo Sukadaita, the Xiv Zachor. I would have thought, Zachor, remember, I would have thought you could do it all in your heart. Kishu Amr, Lo Tishchach, it says, Don't forget, Hari Shikhasalev, that means in the heart. Mayani Mekayim Zachor Bapath. Zachor means you remember, means you, you say something. So here also, the reading, it's not enough to scan it with your eyes, you've got to actually read the Megillah with your mouth. Just, uh, the analogy to Amalek is, is important, if you remember, uh, when Esther wanted the, the Chachamim to uh, uh, have a mitzvah to read the Megillah, so they were in doubt whether you could create a new mitzvah like that. But then when they saw that there's a hint to a, an extra parsha about the destroying of Amalek, they said it's appropriate. Uh, in other words, they said, well, if it's really correct thing to do, there should be a hint in the Torah. So it comes out that reading the Megillah is really about another parsha about the destroying of Amalek, which, again, uh, the Haman was Amalek. So, it's, uh, um, so it makes sense that we're bringing a proof from the reading of Amalek. And it's also interesting, uh, if you miss Parsha Zachar, uh, they don't always tell you this, but you can make it up on Purim morning. Purim morning, we read the uh, reading for Parsha Zachar. And so you, if you, uh, if, um, you can actually have in mind to fulfill Parsha Zachor, uh, Purim morning. Again, it's connected. That's the Megillah also, but even the Torah reading Purim morning. Yeah. Who, who wrote the Megillah? Um, so uh, Michael's asking who, who's the author of the Megillah. Um, I, 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 I would say it was written by Mordechai and Esther together. Um, but I have to think about it. We have to, we have to think about that question. What the uh, Mordechai was a member of the Anshei Knesses Hagadola when the, they wrote. We call it Megillus Esther. Is that because it's about Esther, or because did she have a hand in the writing? Is the question. Um, so, anyways, we'll take a look. I see. Dr. Yavi Seg, the Gemara says that it's from the, the Anshik Nesagdola wrote it, which would have been, a, would have been around that time. Okay. Um, 
I, what confused me was that Esther said, Kasveni Lidoros, write me for generation. She might have asked them to write, to come up with the text, um, but, uh, but uh, they did the writing. Okay. So we said, if you want to read Aramaic, which is often a very good... Uh, I mean, we have books in Tanakh that are Aramaic and even words in the Torah there, but still, even though it's a very... a sister language, it's very close to Lashon HaKodesh, you learn so. Well, wait a second. If your Megillah is written in Hebrew and you're reading in Aramaic, so Hainuel Pav, and you're not reading from the text, then it's by heart. So, so, and we already said you can't read it by heart. So the more said, Los Rika, the Kos of Targum. You had an Aramaic Megillah. The Korile Targum, and you wanted to read it in Aramaic. So that was the case, and we said uh, that it's no good. But we said that other people, uh, that are other languages, could read it. So the more said, that's confusing. We just said, We just said you can't. So again, we were waiting for this question. It was confusing in the mission itself. Is another language good or not? So, so Rav and Shmuel, they explain. Belaz Yavani. So they say that you're allowed to write the Megillah in Greek. Uh, you're allowed to read the Megillah in Greek. So Hekidami, what's the case? Elam, Ixiva, Shuris. If it's written in Hebrew, Vikarile Yavanis, and you're reading Greek, Hainuel Peh. Then again, we have the same problem. Then you're reading it by heart. It was actually a Greek Megillah. Um, and we had that before that the Torah seems to hint that most languages really can't convey Torah uh, but the Greek language has a lot of beauty and there's an opinion that it could, could convey Torah thoughts in, the, in Greek language okay. another teaching by the same, uh, same rabbi um, uh, which was uh, Rebbe Luz, uh, um Rev Acha Omer Reb Eliezer. So, uh, so we'll stop from the Megillah for a second and just another teaching that was quoted in the name of that same rabbi. Omer Reb Acha Omer Reb Eliezer Menachem Kodesh Baruch Hu LeYaakov Kel. How do you know that Hashem called Yaakov God? Chinamar Vikrolo Kel Eloke Yisrael. It means that He called them a mighty, a, 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 a um, not really God in English because there's only one God, but it means that He called him a mighty force, which is Kel. So you see that he called Yaakov Kel. Now, how do you know that's Yaakov? Maybe that's a Mizbeach. These silkas Isaiah Karle Yaakov Kel, the Yikralo Yaakov, it should have said Yaakov called it. Ella Vikralo Le Yaakov Kel. Hashem called Yaakov, you're like Hashem. The the Midrashim say that the angels came down to look at Yaakov when he was sleeping because he looked like Hashem. Yaakov is what they call the Bechir Sheba Avos, like the, the greatest in a certain way of the Avos. Now, even it's not a contradiction that Avraham was the founder. Uh, Yaakov couldn't have been Yaakov without Avraham, but in certain ways, he was, the, uh, was like the, uh, the, the greatest of the Avos. Umi Karlo Kel Eloke Yisrael, was he, who called him Kel? Eloke Yisrael Hashem. So that, that's a teaching that he had, that Hashem gave him the ultimate. Uh, ultimately, our goal is to be like Hashem, but the only one who ever came close was, uh, was Yaakov Avinu. Um, so like this guy is growing to the, uh, the verbiage of everything. Yeah. Anderson. Oh, that's interesting. In other words, what, what were his teachings? Yeah, what were his teachings based on? Like that as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
he's worried about the Lamed before Yaakov. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Mesvei, but let's get back to the Megillah question. Mesvei, so we came out that you're allowed to write it in Greek, but you're not allowed to write it in any other language. Mesvei, kore giftis, ivris, ilmis, midis, yivanis, lo yatsa. If you read it in any other language, it's no good. Aye, so clearly, uh, Greek's no good. So the Morris said, lo dami, elo lahai giftis, le giftis, ivris, le ivris, ilmis, le ilmis, yivanis, yivanim. You have to look at the seifa. You're not yotze if you read it in a different language that you don't understand. But if you read it in a, uh, if you read Greek, it's a Greek to someone who's a Greek, then it's okay. So the Morris says, "Yehachi Rabbi Shmuel, my mukin levesisnen belaz yevanis." Well, then why does it have to be Greek? It could actually be any language. Elamas nisan kabrisa. The Mishnah holds like the brisa that it has to be Greek. The kiit mar the Rabbi Shmuel be almit mar, and they were going on in general. Rabbi Shmuel de omay. Chavayo, Laz Yavani Lakol Kasher. That Greek is kosher for everybody. I, Vaktani Yavanis Yavanim. I, we said Greek is only kosher for a Greek man. So, Lakuli Alma Lo, but not for anybody. The answer is, Any other safer, the only other language is Greek. Um, so then, why don't you say that Allah is like Hashim Gamliel? So, Iyam Hashim Gamliel, Havim Hanim Misharsform. That's by other things. Al Megillah, where it says Kiksavim, uh, I would have said that you could write other languages. Kamash Milan, only Greek. So again, we come back to this thought that uh, uh, the Greek language, the Torah itself hinted to, is an acceptable language for writing certain Torah thoughts. Uh, uh, the question is, is it only if you understand Greek, or whereas Hebrew works even if you don't understand it? That, that was one question that we had. Do you have examples of Greek Megillahs? <laughs> That's a good question. If we if we have any today, uh, Greek is Latin, isn't it? Right or no? Uh, or Latin is Roman. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Balaz I I don't I don't know that it lasted very long, or that we would have a desire to keep Greek going once it wasn't right. commonly Jews, used. Are yeah. the Jews and Greeks? I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, there are. There's a community. Until the Nazis, the, the Nazis got rid of most of them, but there's still okay. some. The Nazis came down to Greece as well? Yeah, yeah, Nebuch, yeah, it was like the, it almost survived the, the Holocaust, like it was, and then at the end of, at the last year of the war, they conquered, uh, they went into, uh, was it the last, or one second, no, it was, um, it was when they went to war against the Soviet Union, then they had to knock out Greece first for supplies or something. Okay, back to tomorrow. So we... Oh, really? Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. I, he's saying that modern Greek isn't real Greek. It's fake. It's like, uh, in other words, okay. So actually, Eretz Israel is the only country that uses its, its, its original language or its original, uh, that's still true to its, its colors. Okay. Back to Gamar. So then we said, if you are halos to Shamashuris, that any, a person who doesn't speak Hebrew, but he hears it in Hebrew, you're okay. The Morris says, but hello, Yoda, my Kamri. How could that be okay? You don't speak Hebrew. You won't know what's going on. So the Morris said, no problem. Well, there are women and, and, and people that are ignorant that don't know what's going on. Why should that be any different? 
And that was basically the the concept was given that even if you don't understand just by being there and uh, and um, uh, mentioning the miracle, you're yotze. Us men are bragging that we know it all. It's just the women and the ignoramuses who don't. But there are words in the Megillah that we actually don't know what they mean. uh, Anybody know what Akashtarni means? Uh, I suppose you could research ancient Persian and try to figure it out. And what's These were somehow some of the scouts, some of the fancy racehorses that they sent. Uh, But we don't really know the good translation. So Mia didn't. All we got to know is that there's a mitzvah to read it and publicize the miracle. And even though we don't know what all the words mean, so there are words in the Megillah that we don't have a good clue of the nuance of the words. And the, again, the famous one is Akashtarnim Peneha Ramakim, whatever that, uh, the, the, again, I believe it has to do with the, uh, the courier, something about the, uh, the couriers that were sent in that time. Okay, moving along. So, Kari Sirugan Yotsu. They, tra- they want to know what that translates into Correct. Like another language, right? Right, that's and, right, yeah. And they don't have a clue. And they don't have a clue, right. That's right. So, so, we can't say, like, well, you have to understand every word of Hebrew. Well, there are things that oh, we don't know. That's their proof. That's I'm their proof, now. yeah. We don't know what our mother tongue. Right, that's right. right. So, then we said, what if you pause in the middle? You're okay. Lo have a my Sirugan. This word, Sirugan, is an unusual word. And the rabbis weren't totally familiar with the language. Rebbe wrote the Mishnah. And so when they saw, rabbis saw that in the Mishnah, they weren't sure exactly what it means. So Shama, so the best place to figure out how Rebbe spoke was in Rebbe's house. So Shama la Masadi be Rebbe, they saw the maidservants in the house of Rebbe. We've heard from them before. The Karmele, the Rabbana, Dahavi, Ayo, Piski, Piski. What's really interesting was that the rabbis from all over the world came to Rebbe to record the oral law and to learn the oral law. And uh, the uh, people who ran the household were the maids. And uh, the maids sometimes gave it to the rabbis. <laughs> so the rabbis were coming in the class. They were dribbling in. Instead of all coming when the class was to begin, uh, you know, something like Dafyomi, you know. <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. They, they, some came in and a few minutes later some more and then a few minutes later some more. So they came in pisky, pisky, the Bay Rebbe. So uh, the one of the maidservants said, "Gentlemen, what are you guys doing with this surugim?" I had a rebbe like that that liked everything to be uh, in order. He didn't like the class to start late. He didn't like people to come. You know, he, he wanted it to be like, uh, you know, like uh, uh, not. He didn't like people pisky pisky. So the, when the rabbis heard it, they didn't know. Uh, so that now they knew the word surugim means like a pause. Some people come in, and then there's a pause. And then, so from that, the way they used it, they, you see how Rebbe used it in his house, so now they knew the use of that word. Next. So the, once we mentioned that, so there are a few other famous cases of words that weren't so clear to the scholars, and they learned them from the maids of Rebbe. They didn't know what... I can't even pronounce it. Chaluglos. Chaluglos. Shabbat to be Rebbe. There was a man picking at his parpikini food, which Rashi says is pickly. He was picking at his pickleys, which the art scroll says is purslane, which I don't even know what purslane is. It didn't help me at all. Purslane. <laughs> right? Isn't that what the art scroll says? Purslane? Just a vegetable? What is that? I think it's like a bean. But, uh, but, what? You have to ask um, a 
<laughs> right. But but she was the cook and he was picking at the food and she says, Don't pick at it, eat it. So So they understood um that it was uh personally. Lohava my salsala They didn't know this other word salsala. What does that word mean? He was playing with his hair. He was twirling his payas, probably. So Amrle Admase Atama said, What are you doing playing with your hair? Pay attention to the class already. So Lohavayot uh so they understood that Salsala has to do with hair, like twirling one's hair. Uh so one final thing, Lo Havyarabanan, my Hishlikala uh two more. Well Hishlikala Shem Yahfka, throw on a shem your burden. What does that mean? Hishlik, so Amaravakana, Zimnachadeva Azabahadehu Taya. I once was following a merchant, the Kadari Tuna, and he was carrying a load. So he said, Give me your Yahavka and put it on my camel. In other words, he was a taxi driver. If you've if you ever been, um, you know, like uh, I remember in Eretz Israel where the taxi, they want to just grab your suitcase and put it in their uh, taxi so you're stuck paying their uh, whatever fee they uh, hold it. Because they know once they have your suitcase in, their, in your trunk, then you're stuck. Right? So it hasn't changed. So he said, give me your Yehavka, give me your, uh, so it means give me your burden, give me what you're schlepping. So you see from, they learned out Yehavka is what you're schlepping. Uh, over there it's talking about uh, the, uh, the, um, uh, the curse. It says like, I will sweep Eretz Yisrael. What does that mean, Matata? So Hashmid Shamala Amsadi Rebbe, the Amr Lachavasa, Shachotatasa, go to get the broom and sweep out the house. It's saying that uh, Eretz Yisrael would be swept clean. That's what it means, Mamatata. Turn on, button. Back to the Gemara. Karasi Rugim If you have pause in the middle of a Gira Yatsev, we turn the page. See, Rusim, but on the other hand, if you skip stuff or you read it backwards, Lo Yatsev. Remana Amrashum Rabbi Huda Afsi Rugim. Even if you pause, Imshaka De Ligmaris Kula. If you pause too long that you could have read the whole Megillah in between, that's too long. Close the Rosh. You got to repeat it. So even though the Mishnah says if you pause for a little bit uh, for the hummingclops or whatever it is, as long as there's not enough time that you could have read the whole Megillah. We hold like Okay, so that's the halacha. That you, as long as there's not enough time to finish the whole Megillah. So now the next question is, do we mean to finish the Megillah from beginning to end or from where you are in the Megillah? From wherever you are to the end, or do we mean to read the whole Megillah? And there's a huge difference. Because if you're towards the end and you pause, it, it's a very short time, whereas if it's enough to read the whole Megillah, you got a half hour there. So I'm going to from beginning oh, so to end. Saying, oh, oh, that's what the whole, because I was about to say, because otherwise it's a variable, Depending on where you wear. So that, and that's the reason why. The EMK decided that otherwise it's a variable. They had to make it like a uniform thing. Don't pause. The truth is, it depends on how fast you read the Megillah, but at least you know, however fast Megillah leaning is, that's how long you got. That's fantastic. Yeah. says, We don't like him. So apparently, the uh, Rav Bibi Master, he learned it the other way. Rav, Rav says, not, Allah is not like Rav Shmuel says, Allah is Rav. Apparently, this went for a long time, this argument about how we hold here about this uh, defining the amount of time. 
Amr Rabbi Yosef, Nacha de Reb Bibi Biadecha. Probably Reb Bibi is the one to remember. De Shmuel he de Chayish Lechidoy. Because this is like Shmuel, it's it's regular for him to follow. Uh, uh, he's worried about the minority opinion, and so uh, therefore that it would make sense that he's the one who said that. That would be the shorter amount of time to worry about, not to have a hefsek that long. Where do you see that he sometimes will follow us worried about a minority opinion? Usually we're only worried about a the majority. Rashi the Khaislikidoi, but Mokam Shayakid Mahmir Varabi Mekilim. He says where the the individual was strict and the, the majority said you don't need to be so strict, he was Mahmer like the Yachid. That's none. Uh, where is there a case where he was Mahmer like an individual opinion? So now we're going to get a preview of Yavamus, which was coming up in uh, as, uh, like six months or something, or maybe even less, but it's at the end of the year. But Tanan. So it, there's multiple brothers uh, have the option to do Yibam. Uh, and um, the question will be, uh, whoever does Yibam will not, uh, whoever marries you have a family of brothers, and the oldest brother died. Let's say, let's say the oldest brother died without children, so his wife needs Yibam. And so now one of the other brothers has to marry his Yavama. Now the problem is, what if one of the, uh, one of the other brothers wanted to marry his sister, a sister of the Yavama? So you can't marry two sisters. But the problem is uh, that potentially even the brother that isn't planning on marrying the Yavama is, has the kuka, <laughs> it's one of those fun words we're going to get, is, uh, is connected. In other words, in theory, in a certain way, all the brothers are somewhat married to this Yavama until we know which one is going to be the actual one. And so since they are potentially could be the wife of this lady, they, they really can't go back and marry the sister until we clarify which of the brothers is going to be the real one. So Shekidish Ochev um he says that if his brother uh, uh, proposed to marry the sister, so then he could uh, go ahead. Uh, the question is, can he go ahead and do it? So he says he can go ahead and do it. says, no, No, he has to wait until the older brother marries the Yavama, and then he can propose to the lady. And Shmuel said that he was choshish for that minority opinion. And we'll get back to that when we get to Yivamas. Tan Mirzasham. Tan Rabbanin. Hishma bo sefer sofer osios opsukim. Let's say they left out, the reader left out letters or verses. Vekora kora. Meturgam meturgam. One second. What happened over here? Let's see. Rashmi. Hishmit. Dilig bo sofer pasakachad. Vekora hakora. I see. So he left out something, and you read it, what he left out. In other words, he skipped a word, and you read the word to yourself that he skipped. Kakar meturgamin, like the meturgamin, meaning not from, not, you're not actually reading the Megillah, you just read the word that he skipped. So you've, you fixed it. In other words, you're, there's a fix in. If you miss a word, it's good to know, actually, if somebody coughs, you know, in the Megillah or the guy next to you, and you don't hear a word, uh, uh, sometimes by humming, the kid next to you starts making noise too soon, so you can say humming to, you know, in case you missed it. But if you have a Megillah that has letters that are worn out, 
of the Kurosa Torn. As long as you can see the basic letter, Kasha, of the Imla Absula. So if not, it's no good. Well, why is it a problem? Why can't you read it? So the more say, Lo Kasha, Habba Kula, Habba If the whole thing is that, then you can't. But if part of it is, then as long as you can read which letter it is, it's Kasha. This, this is Rabbi Stein? Yeah. Rabbi Stein? Uh-huh. If, if, if a letter or a word was missing and the Balkore Chab, from the Megillah he was reading from, a letter or a word was missing, and he just read it like an automatic pilot by heart, that's reading al which he said is no good. So it seems like there's a fix in for a letter or a word to read Baal Peh. In other words, not everything has to be Bixav. But you're asking if the, if the question is, what if, if it's actually missing from the text? That's a different problem. But let's say the Balkorah forgot uh, by mistake. Like when you read Torah, you have to be careful not to read Baal Peh by heart. You have to read from the Ksav. But you're, you're asking what happens if he actually read a word from the Megillah by heart instead of Bixab. So I think it would be okay. I think that's what we're saying. But uh, I don't want to pass him. So, Tan Rabbanan. Ishbeh kara pasak echelo yomer ekra skulav akak ekro so pasak. Let's say he left out a pasak. So he can't say, well, I'll read the whole thing and then I'll, I'll read it at the end. In other words, let's say he didn't notice. So you go up to the Balkorah and you say, oh, by the way, you left out this verse. Oh, okay, I'll read it now. You can't do that. You got to go back to where you left out. Let's say you come in the middle of the Megillah. Lo Yomer, you can't say. Um, not sure who that is. Um, hopefully they can still. Can you still hear me? Someone's trying to call in. Oh. We hear you, but we don't see you. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, someone was trying to call in. I don't know what it was. Um, so, uh, so, uh, so if a person came into the, um, shul in the middle and he found that half the Megillah was over, so he, he shouldn't say, all right, you know what? I'll hear the second half and then I'll read the first half. You have to be from beginning to end. It's got to be in order. So, um, uh, so then we said, if you fell asleep, if you dozed in the middle of the reading and then you continued, you're okay. You feel, Megillah is a long Megillah, and especially there are people that, during, you know, after Tinus Esther, you're weak, and, you know, so you read the Megillah, you fall asleep in the middle, you can wake up and finish reading. So, hey, what's considered dozing? So, Amr Ravashi, Nimbal. You don't have to worry about what you lost while you're sleeping? Well, no, you, you, you continue from where you remember the last oh, words you read. So, what's just a doze, not a deep sleep? So, Nim below Nim. Uh, you're asleep, but you're not asleep. Here, you're awake, but you're not awake. The korele, if someone calls you, you can answer. But below, but you can't say anything intelligent. The key madkule, and if you mention it to him, uh, then you're okay. You know what? I lost everybody. Let's see. Might be the, the weather. Well, yeah, hello. Oh, hi. We lost you. I was just going to call you. Um, I wonder if something's going on with the weather. Um wonder if something's going, because we heard thunder before, but okay. Glad you're back. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're talking about dozing. You guys were dozing in the middle. Huh? We call you and you're able to answer. So that's, the, that's where we left off in the Gomorrah. Uh, so we don't miss anything. Okay. We're uh, three lines up from the, the last three skinny lines. So this is talking about a scribe is writing the Megillah, and he's filling it in and, as he's writing it. So, and if he has in mind to also 
as he's writing the Megillah and reading the words, he's having in mind, I'm also doing the mitzvah of Megillah, so he's okay. If he's writing each verse at a time, the cost of love, and then he has in mind, he's doing it by heart. In other words, if he's not, he has to read it from, he can't read the word and then write it down. That's by heart. It must be he writes it first and then he reads it. But then how can he do it? He doesn't have a whole Megillah. You've got to have the whole Megillah. So how could he be writing the Megillah and reading it? You won't have the whole Megillah when he does it. And even uh, even there's a view that the first chapter is not so important. But as long as you have from Ishihudi, so Sri Suvakula, uh, you still need the whole rest of the Megillah written. Allah the Manka Megillah Kame. Really, you have the entire Megillah written. What happens is you're making another Megillah. You're reading from a kosher Megillah and you're writing another Megillah at the same time. And as you read each word, you write it down on your new Megillah. So therefore, you've actually read the whole Megillah from a kosher scroll, the Kosovla. So that's kosher, as long as you had intent. So even though you're really doing safras, as long as you had in mind to be Yotzin Megillah also, that's okay. You're not allowed to write any letter that you're not copying from another scroll. Why Dilma, uh, uh, Dilma Isrami Isrami would. So Umar said it's not a proof. Maybe uh, that just happened to be the case that he was copying. It's debatable if you know it by heart, if you can copy it. Uh, it's a famous debate here. Let's see the debate. Uh, this came up uh, not too long ago when Jews in the Holocaust, uh, they, they didn't have a Megillah. So could they copy it from memory? Could they, somebody sit there and write it, write it out, uh, a, uh, a Megillah? He says it's forbidden. You can only copy one Megillah from another. He went to the country of Basha and to, he went there uh, because uh, in the uh, the uh, the government forbid declaring the new moon, so he went to, uh, to some far off country to declare the new moon over there, and in that country they forgot to bring the Megillah. He was there. It was Megillah, or the Megillah got lost. The Kasa Malibo, and he he wrote the Megillah by heart. It's pretty good to write a Megillah by heart. It's a lot of letters, right? Vikara, and he read it. So uh, if that's true, you see, how can you say the halacha is you can only write a Megillah? From another one, you see that Rav Meir didn't. So don't bring a proof from Rav Meir. Rav Meir could see every word. It was etched in his mind. He had it perfect. In other words, it could be the halacha is we don't rely on the average person's memory for a Torah scroll. A Torah scroll, a scroll in the Torah has to be perfect. You can't, but Rav Meir was different because he had every word. They were in front of his eyes. You had many sages like that, that they went blind in their old age. Even in our time, uh, they were blind in their old age that they could quote it by heart. Memory. Yeah, yeah, they just, uh, it was like they were reading from the scroll. Uh, again, they, I've heard this on, on, on several people, you know, that, that uh, I don't know too many that are still alive, but people that were alive in our times that have that power. 
What's this Pasuk mean? In front of your eyes. The words of Torah should be in front of your eyes. Even though words of Torah disappear very quickly, in front of Rameir, he remembered them. He found a sofer who was writing books, but he wasn't copying them. So he was waiting for the criticism. So Amrle Roy Kola Torakulikta He says, Believe me, I trust you fully. You could write the whole Torah, but Kak You gotta listen to the rabbis, okay. That he did know them, and he still can't. I've a Ramer custom, so then how could Ramer do it? We're saying that even if you know it and we're sure you know it, you shouldn't do it. The Morris said, Shasat Khakshan, he had no choice. In other words, you're right, you really shouldn't. Really, the halacha is you should only copy from an existing scroll. But he didn't have one there. The he didn't have one, so that's the best you could do. He permitted a certain scribe to write Tvil and Zuzus not from an existing scroll. Kamani must be like that opinion. You don't have to write it from another scroll. And that's the halacha, Tfil and Ainsweek and Shirtut. They don't need to have the lines of the Torah like Shirtut. And Mezuzas, they do need Shirtut. But I did not give, and both of them can be written Shalom Nixav. What's the reason? Because Migus Garcinin, because people know it by heart. In other words, Rashi, Migus Garcinin, Shigurus Fafiakol. So Tfil and Mezuzas are different than, than Megillah. You know, like uh, people know the whole Tfil. They, they could know all of the Tfilin. They could know all of the Mezuzas. We don't have to be afraid that they'll forget something. Whereas another scroll, we don't want to take any chances. It's huge. Yeah, that's the whole thing. But even if it's only one paragraph and you happen to know, or like your Haftor or something, no, you've got to do it from a scroll.